Live from the Denver Press Club presents the topic of conversation with your host, Rob Scoggins. I am Rob Scoggins, your host, and this is the topic of conversation. And we record live every Wednesday night right here at the Denver Press Club in downtown Denver. Uh, if you're in downtown Denver during the Wednesday evening, uh, come on down. It's free. Uh, parking's not free. It's $5 all night. But come on down and see us. We'd love to have you. Um, anytime Wednesday night between 5.30 and 9.30, we are here having a good time and just living it up here at the Denver Press Club. Okay, tonight we have a wonderful guest. Um, I got to meet her about two months ago. She took me to a vegan restaurant. I don't think she realized how big I was. Um, but um, vegan, I, I like vegan. I like I love vegetarian people, but I don't like the food. But um, <laughs> but she is. We had such a great conversation yeah. about everything. She is a uh, she's a dancer. She's an interpreter. She's a writer. She's an author. She's a singer. She's a mother. She is a churchgoer. She is just a, a lovely, you know, I, I think the word effervescence comes out. I mean, just just a fun, loving, salt-of-the-earth type woman that who you want to be friends with right when you meet her. Please welcome to the show, George Ann Lowe. <laughs> you know, oh. yeah. How about them apples? You got some fans here. Uh, some sweet people. Just nice true. people. Isn't it nice to be surrounded by people you know? It sure is. Just such a support system. It just system. feels so good. Yeah. It feels good. Friendship and and spirit. Yeah. Are you a hippie? I am. Yeah. I am. I was. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I was born a hippie. I used to talk to trees before I ever smoked marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, I still talk to trees. I don't I smoke much marijuana. Well, yeah, how do I do a fellow, converse, com, com, uh, fellow question for that? Define hippie to me. Because, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm, a, I'm an X-generation guy. Um, and, and, and I, I, I love the spirit of the hippies. So the, I always, I always associate hippies with San Francisco and the, and like, you know, Crosby, Stills and Nash and that, mm. that, those groups that come to mind. How do you, how do you associate yourself as being a hippie? And what is hippie to you? A hipster, or that's what we call oh, your hipsters. kids. I don't your, know. your kids are hipsters, not you're the hippie. Well, I don't think my kids are really hipsters, but, um, I think that's kind of derogatory anymore. Hipster. Hipster is. It used okay. to be cool because it was Jack Kerouac and yeah. those guys were hipsters. Oh, yeah. My dear. Snapping those fingers. Were, those yeah. were great guys, great. you know, but nowadays hipsters are something else and okay. I can't quite catch what my kids are telling me <laughs> hipsters are now. But anyway, hippies were, um, what happened to us when we, after we went through the, the, we grew up like most of us were little kids, you know, in the late fifties and early sixties. And as we grew up, we just kind of got the message from people like Kerouac and people like, uh, Allen Ginsberg and through the music. I mean, even the Beatles, you know, every, we started to get the message that things were not what they seemed and that we really didn't want to stay where we were. In other words, you know, wearing pointy bras for women. They all had to wear pointy bras and be a certain way and just kind of have a high voice. Yeah. And, and um, um, wear shorts. Yeah, just all that bullshit that yeah. happened for so long. Sure. And, um, so something, something just changed a generation of people and made us, well, the drugs helped. Sure. But made us aware of a whole different way of relating to other people. In other words, the way I grew up, 
I, I was always kind of taught on some level that, you know, you had to use good grammar or, you know, you had to be from almost from a certain, my parents weren't too bad with this, but you, it was almost kind of like you had to be a certain social category sure. to, to be acceptable. And that the, the 60s blew that apart. And so that what I noticed was out in L.A. or in New York, I noticed that people I would never have taken very seriously before suddenly were teaching me all these marvelous things. Yeah. It didn't matter whether their grammar was good or whatever or whether they were educated. It was more what was coming out of their soul awareness and their presence and that then we started getting Alan Watts and all these people teaching us about spirituality and meditation. And and this was in the sixties. This was the yeah. This was the this was the pre JFK or post JFK. Post JFK, I think okay. JFK really blew. That's another thing that blew us out of yeah, the water. When of that happened, what what were we going to believe? That's why in? I do pre and post. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where are you from? Where, where are I'm from roots? Golden, Colorado. I was born in Pueblo, Colorado, yeah. and I'm fourth generation on both sides of my family, wow. which I'm very proud of, from the Sangre de Cristos and from Denver. What did your folks do? Well, um, what did they do? Well, um, my, <laughs> my dad was a horse trader. Okay. <laughs> Actually, you know, he did land deals too, but he, he considered himself a horse trader. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he also sold Buicks for a while when I was growing up in Big Golden. Big fancy car? Yeah. Yeah. That was nice Nice car. cars back then. Yeah. And my mom was just a very well-educated woman who never worked really until she, uh, we left home, my sister and I left home and she became uh, part of the International Institute of Education. Wow. Here in Denver, which is a, we used to have people from all over the world come to our house and talk to us. So we traveled, you know, as young kids and stuff. When you were, when you were little, did you dance? Did you dance all the time? I did, but I was really, I, I couldn't help dancing. Yeah. But my sister kind of did put me down a lot. Yeah. Oh, she did. She, older sister? <laughs> yeah. Four yeah. years older. And she okay. used to just hiss at me and just, you know, I mean, I didn't write this in What the type book. of hissing? What type of hissing did she do? Well, she she go, "Bunny, you little brat, you can't you can't dance, you can't no. talk, you can't sing, you can't tell a story." I mean, but that's well, normal. You're, you're I, that's kind of normal. Now, yeah. yeah, and I mean, she's really my friend, and she's really on my side. Yeah. But when when you're little kids, did you have a brother or sister? Older sister, yeah. Did she do that to you? No, she just dressed me up like a doll baby. Oh well, <laughs> yeah. I think that's better. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Live but in the city, sure. I was embarrassed. I was really embarrassed to dance. Yeah. Um, so actually, what I did you dance to? What was the music? Was uh, it Swan was Lake? It, I oh, liked oh, Swan ballet. Lake. Oh, yeah. okay. You're, you're. Oh, I thought it'd be more mm. like the Four Seasons. Oh. No, I no. I danced to whatever music my parents played, and then my friend and I, my friend Claire and I, would come home. Your parents would sit around the house and listen to ballet. Well, they just had a or good symphony? classical collection. Background? Okay. Then they also had like George Shearing and that kind of thing. But but I always liked ballet because I, anyway, so I think this is kind of boring what I'm talking about. No, not at all. Oh, it's not? Okay. No. <laughs> no. Well, all right then. No. Well, so I used to come home and my mother made me this wonderful pink sort of tutu. Yeah. Well, blue tutu and then a pink longer sort of 
net mm-hmm. dress. And my friend Claire and I would come home after school, and I think this was junior high even. God, was it, were we that old? But we'd come home and we'd put on Swan Lake. We almost wore out the record. And we'd dance to it. And we'd be going, you know, just, oh, Waltz of the Flowers. It was just, it was marvelous. Um, and, um, yeah, that's what I did. Well, let's go, let's go back to being the hippie then. The, when, <laughs> when, when you, do you, do, are hippies feminists and feminist hippies, or are they two different people? I wasn't a feminist when I was a hippie. It was totally two different things. I was just a person. Did you make fun of the feminist or did you? No, I I didn't care. I mean, I sort of didn't get it because I kind of had grown up. A free spirit. With my dad, you know, letting me know that I was as good as any boy, really. And um, so I I wasn't too, um, you know, caught up in the having to be feminine and uh, too much. And so, so when you turned 18 and, and we're done with high school, where'd you go? Well, the day after I graduated from high school, I went up to Aspen okay. to take care of five children for um, a family in Aspen. And I spent the summer there and I loved it. I, it was Aspen was very cool then. It was like dirt roads and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and Laid back, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, but lots of artists and interesting people. Okay. Very interesting. Um, then I went to New York for school and um, Briarcliff College, and I stayed there for a year. I got in an auto accident. I went back to Colorado, came back here, and then the next year I went to the Pasadena Playhouse, Very and nice. I studied acting. Was New York just an eye-opener to you? Yeah. I mean, Oh, God, just, yes. Just, wait, you're coming, you're... You're coming from, coming small, from small town, town. Colorado, which mm-hmm. population back then was probably less than four million. Um, yeah, now it's like, seven. Now it's it was only five, seven. It was now five thousand. Yeah, no, that state, 5, the whole state. No, no, no I, mean, town. I mean, I uh, mean, Golden was yeah. five thousand. Yeah, I don't know people. what the state 20, was. 20, about thirty thirty thousand now in Golden. Yeah. yeah. So it's grown. Yeah. 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 And then, of course, the state has grown immensely since then, mm-hmm. too. So coming from a small town and going to New York, you must have been. Your eyes must have gone. What the heck is this? <laughs> is that true? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. And then when did you realize that, that acting and music would be just a huge part of your life? Um, well, I think I realized it pretty early on because um, I wasn't, I was good enough at school, but I wasn't particularly interested in um, a lot of what was being taught. I, I felt like I had my own um, sort of, way through the world and that I wasn't going to learn anything about it in school. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Where were you going to learn it? Uh, I was going to have to get out in the world and learn it. And that's what I did in New York. So they would take us in to the city to um, go to like a symphony performance. Yeah. And I'd go in in the bus and then I'd get out of the bus and I'd go down to the village. And I'd hang out in the village and, you know, just kind of talk to poetic people and and go meet up with musicians and hang out the village uh, gate and uh, I met John Hammond there once who was really interesting and um, uh, Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee you mm-hmm. know just I was more interested in those people than um, those were poets and singers poets and singers musicians yeah. like black musicians and they were the ones I felt had the information I needed huge influence <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what what type of things that you, what did you get from them? What was the eye-opening things? You're like, wow, okay, I didn't get that in Golden. Yeah, I just felt like uh, what I was getting growing up in Golden was 
as I talk about in the book, there was only one black person in Golden. It was the maid for the Coors family. Yeah. And they were good friends of my family. So we used to go over there and hang out or, you know, go over there for parties or whatever. And I'd go in the kitchen and talk to Catherine because she was just interesting. She wasn't saying the same thing everybody else was. Just a different they, life, right? Yeah. You know how when people sometimes, I mean, not so much anymore, but people used to be very predictable. Everything they said, you you knew what they were going to say next. And it was, I don't know, you guys probably had that experience, maybe. I, I sh- that yeah, everything's, go- cool. everything's great. There's no problems in my life. Yeah. Everything's perfect. Yeah. That's not true. I mean, no. people, everybody has problems. No, no life is perfect. Mm-hmm. People have made mistakes in their life, but they don't want to talk about it in social settings. No. But, but this woman would. Well, she really wouldn't, but I, I wanted to find people who would. At least she ha- came from a different culture, mm-hmm. and that was um, mighty interesting to me. In the, in the hippie world, is is marijuana the, the, uh, the drug of choice? I mean, is that what gives people the, the strength to go up on stage and say a poet or, or sing uh-huh. or do something? Outside of the norm, or I don't think so. No, no. I, in the hippie world back in the yeah. day, you mean mm-hmm. back in the day? Well, everybody was stoned. Yeah, everybody, I mean, everybody was stoned. Yeah, I think everybody was stoned, Probably. especially in San Francisco. It just it, seemed like everywhere you went, there were like we called them heads. Yeah, you know, because they were stoned, and and you just kind of had you kind of had this commonality and the, just uh, you kind of dance together you kind of walk down the street and you dance with someone you know or you just have this exchange that I don't think it's like now I don't think it's like being stoned now I think it's like it, it was like maybe it was so new to us or something and we were changing the world you were, yeah, we were changing the world no question. the world changed it did it did especially after Kennedy Oh yeah, yeah, big that's time right. After Kennedy. Yeah, and I and mean, the summer of love and yeah, and sixty-seven yeah. and and mm-hmm. sixty-eight. Yeah, um, huge things happened in mm-hmm. the '60s, and you lived it. You were there. I did. I was. What were some of the biggest things that changed your life? <laughs> yeah, and and some people in the audience. The biggest um, in the '60s that changed your life that made you want to, you know. Want to get up there and, and 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 express yourself through dance and poetry and and uh, song. I think it was probably seeing people like um, like Allen Ginsberg, um, who was very real, and he was expressing himself, and he was spiritual, and it was hearing musicians who were just almost like on another like on another plane, and you went there with them. Because their power was tremendous. I mean, like the Grateful Dead. It's hard to get the Grateful Dead unless you were really there to experience what that was all about. And it really was about a spiritual transformation in those people at that time. Uh, And we all felt it. And so we, we all lived there together. Through the music. Through the music, yeah, and just like you, you know, you going around San Francisco, you just, you just see people, and you just, you, yeah, we were just. How yeah. long were you there? Well, I was there off and on, probably for three or four years. And then you had your family here in Colorado. I did. I'd come back yeah. when I, you know, kind of got a little um, more serious about life, or well. 
Yeah. I mean, I, you kind of had to, they had to kind of scrape me up off the pavement, <laughs> actually, because at a certain point, you know, I just, I was just, I'd done too many drugs and it wasn't just marijuana. It was like right. lots of stuff. And so I came back to wonderful Colorado and I always felt healed when I came here. Kind of detoxed. Kind of. Yeah, kinda, exactly. Yeah. And, and then, then you had you had wonderful children. And then I I came back here and had yeah. my children. Yeah, and then right. they're 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 grown and raised and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they doing? Well, my oldest son Julian is living with his lovely husband Lee in uh, Nebraska, in Ogallala, Nebraska. Wow, <laughs> that's the oddest thing in the that world. Is. But it's they weird. love it. Yeah. They love it. They well, love they, Nebraska. They, he's, he's your child. So he's my he's, child, oh, and he's they're just happy as can be, that's and they awesome. just. Yeah, we all love to get together, the whole family. And and then my second son, Christian, um, is uh, a very, he's another very interesting person. And he's married to a beautiful woman named Ashley. And they have a, a darling little one and a half year old, Junie. And I babysat for her today. And um, Christian is a um, contractor okay. and a musician, a drummer. And um, he's been on some of my um, gigs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he plays with his dad also. And so, uh, and my daughter is um, getting her PhD and she's down in New Mexico, in um, uh, Las Vegas, New Mexico, teaching in a community college, Luna Community College, developing uh, curriculum and sort of co- uh, p- career paths for people who have. Young people have been incarcerated and that kind of thing. And then George Ann. George Ann. That's a country. Me? That's a country girl's name. It is. Yeah, George Ann. I think so. Oh. And and how did you get that name? Where did where did mom and dad get that? Well, I think it came from my grandfather, whose name was Otto George. Really? Yeah. Otto George. Uh-huh. That's and your I'm name. named for my aunt. Yeah. And her name was Georgia Ann. And your maiden name? Berger. Berger. So that was a family. George Ann Berger. Yeah. That's very nice. Or Bunny Burger. It was a bunny? That's what you went by? <laughs> Were you bunny? I was. I still am. When um thought we could go through the doors of perception, what I'll is do a that? What, what is what is the well, doors of perception in I'll tell you, because you take acid yeah. or, or shrooms or whatever. Some hallucinogenic, and sure. You see the world in a completely different way. You know, your eyes are just open and it's really um, hard to talk about um, if you're not there right at sure. the moment. So for me, anyway, I don't know if it was like this for everyone, but for me, it always had um, overtones of spirituality. Like I mentioned in the book, the Tibetan Book of the Dead and, um, uh, you know, the Virgin Mary. And for some reason, when I would be really you know, in an apartment in San Francisco and everybody was really stoned, had done acid. I would just be thinking, I mean, I don't know. This is what I was Did you move? Did people move about or they stayed Well, there? they did, but I didn't. I was kind of like... Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> I was seeing all this action and yeah. these these sort of, it was almost like, you know, plays going on or something. And it had to do with stuff I'd never encountered before. I certainly didn't encounter it as an Episcopalian growing up in Golden, Colorado. You know, it was like, wow, 
it just changed. It changed me forever. I'm so glad. It changed my DNA. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. I'm happy that it changed so me. So you're a mutant now? No. I am, totally. Yeah. But And my children must be too, but they're so yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. And they're so... Oh my God, my children are so beautiful. You do have good-looking kids, yeah. I mean, it's not just yeah. they're good-looking; they're they're spiritual human beings. They love being alive, and they love people. Yeah. They love people. Yeah. I love people. Do you? Me. Do you think? <laughs> do you? Think, yeah, I know you do. Do you think that that the computer age that we're in now? Mm. I mean, do you think there would be kids like hippies? I mean, like. Do you think the computer age has hurt young people? I think that's a good point. I think that's a good point. Although I think they've got something very exciting going on with Bernie and all that. And they're, sure. they've got a vision of how things could be. I think it's very exciting. I think they're wonderful. But as far as, um, you know, we were pre-tech yeah, in those yeah. days. and I'm so pre-tech. Yeah. I'm definitely, you know, not, yeah. but not techie. But um I don't know. I just wonder with all the communication and the computer stuff and everything, mm. if that's the means that we use now to communicate with each other. And some some young people, old people too, but you know, they have trouble really looking at you and really talking to you. They do. Some do, not all, but you know, and I just feel like it's because they kind of are they're kind of lost in that tech world. They're loose. They're used to you looking at a screen and and yeah. if I dropped acid, I don't think I'd go to YouTube and get enlightened. Oh, I just God. don't. I just oh. don't. But uh, YouTube is our <laughs> vessel. YouTube is our vessel for escapism now, instead of um, you know drugs. But now that yeah. Colorado has legalized drugs, uh-huh. we you know that's that that could take us to a whole different level as well. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think it's a good thing. Is, yeah, da- is dancing is dancing thing. alone your first book? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is the first time you've ever written a. Yeah. A, a, a piece, a novel, a, mm-hmm. not really a novel, but mm-hmm. a, a part of your life. Yeah. Um, why didn't you do it before this? You're, very, you're a very interesting person. I don't know why you didn't. I wrote, but I never put it But you never put, put it, it together. Book. Right. Right? Yeah. What would you write about? Oh, you know, things that happened or... Like a just, journal? Well, a journal or... Um, Diary. Yeah, or sometimes sort of poetry you know would come to me it was kind of like writing a song like Mm -hmm. I like to write songs and you know if you have the music then you you sort of you know you almost like you're fed words it's almost like if you open to it you can you can just write down the words as they come to you it's quite exciting and do you listen to uh, instrumental music do you listen to symphony while you're writing no oh I I don't always, I don't really listen to music when I'm writing. I just like silence and I like to just write longhand and I like to just write and write and write and go follow my brain, you know, follow my thoughts. When I do art, I like to listen to music sometimes. You do it all because you're an artist. Yeah. And you are a singer. Mm-hmm. You're a writer. Yeah. You're a dancer. I, I'm you're an instructor. Instructor. I mean, what don't you do? I mean, what don't you? I mean, I don't do taxes. You don't do taxes, no. so you're not a CPA. Well, I was going to ask you. Oh my God, I have trouble with month. that kind of thing. Oh. It's time, yeah, it's time, <laughs> end of the month, we're going to do our taxes. You know, I'll help you. You will. Not sure. You. I need some. I got to write off a lot of stuff. Uh, I got to write off Will and Matt and yeah. Mariah. No. Yeah. The the whole idea of of your concept of of enlightenment, and I love that word. I've always loved the word enlightenment. Um, they use it in movies and in theater, and they use it in books. In- enlightenment is 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 just going to the next level of human. Is, is mm-hmm. it going to the next plane of being a human? I mean, what is it? Is it going 
are you looking down on people? Are you, what is it? What is enlightenment to you? What, describe it. I think it makes you more human. I think it makes you very deeply human. It makes you connect much more deeply with other people because you're not as caught up quite as much in your ego, which is the part of you that tells you you're, you're separate, you're special, you know, and you're different. And I mean, that's all still there for me, but it's also, there's this more of a sense that we are one. It's like the whole idea of Christ, you know, is just simply the idea of this love that is endless and unconditional and loved all human beings. So why shouldn't we? Does Buddhism does Buddhism ever interest you? Was that oh a, yeah, that definitely. was part of you? Yeah, I was at Naropa and met, that's where I first started meditating. Was at Naropa. Yeah, let's 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 talk a little bit about meditation. You have it in the book. You have it in your life. It's been a meditation. What is that? Is just a, is that just a sleeping while you're awake? Oh what God, is, no. What is it? Well, you talk about enlightenment. It's awakening. It's is awakening. It? It's sitting quiet enough and with your spine straight. Okay. So that your um, uh, core. No, yeah, you're, no, it's not to do with so much your core as your spinal column. Column. Because that's where your energy is, the pinga and pingale or something. It's the energies that run up and down your spine. It's the chakra centers that we all, we as human beings have all this. You know, we can't see them, so we don't believe in them sometimes. But that's what is, that. that's what we come from. That's what gu- guides us or stops us sometimes, you know, blocks us. But we want to open all of that so that we have this energy running through us that is connected both to the, what do you want to call it, heaven or stratosphere or the force or whatever (laughs) whatever you want to call it. It's that that we all share as well as our humanity, as well as our deep humanity, as well as, you know, who we are as flesh and blood people and with with all of our foibles and our, our crap. I don't know about the people in the audience, but when every time I meditate, I fall asleep. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. Do. I can't. I'm, I'm ADD and in meditation too, so I, I fall asleep. Oh, it's breathing. I, is you, it breathing? Well, you have to really, you know, you have to maybe do some yoga at a time and okay. get your body ready to be quiet. Isn't yoga just just um, stretching? Yoga is. There's a whole. I mean, isn't uh, well, it just? Const- isn't it just? Stretching with others? I mean, no, no. Yoga so. is a whole path. It's an ancient path, predates Christianity. Yeah. And it's about, it's a, it's a, what, I, I remember. All so that. Egyptians were doing but a downward crouching dog? No, that, that was more the, the Indians. Oh, okay. That was in India. And what they f- discovered was that by doing certain asana, they could, and doing a certain movement, they could get themselves to a quiet space. What, what that kind of yoga you're talking about really is about yeah. is getting the body to quiet down enough so that you can allow the energy to run through your through your chakras, through yeah. yourself, and open to enlightenment. So you don't fall asleep if you have prepared for for so meditation. I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, basically. Okay. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so so my when I do downward crouching cow. Well, I if need that's to, what you do. Then, yeah, I need okay. to do a little bit better. Yeah, I yeah, fall maybe. asleep. I fall asleep. I, I see. I see. You know, um, obviously, the yoga world is is a multi billion dollar world in our in our country. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, the pants the pants are are great, uh, yoga pants. But um, I understand. So, do you have to sit a certain way? 
Oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, you can either Needle. sit, you can sit in a chair, you can different, there are a lot of different ways to meditate, okay. but it's basically keeping your spine straight and not leaning back. Not doing this. Because that okay. closes you can't down. That, yeah. yeah. If you're not breathing, you guys, then you're not really fully alive. It's time to take a deep breath. <laughs> it is. And with that, we're going to take a deep breath. Yeah, and when we come good. back, we're going to talk about her wonderful book, Dancing Alone, and how she became of it, Why? how she became a jazz singer, and what got her to Paris. We'll be back right up to the break. I'm Rob Scoggins. This is the Topic of Conversation. We'll be back right up to the break. Consider joining the Denver Press Club, which offers a relaxing atmosphere of camaraderie and creativity and serves as the hub for Denver's media, public relations, and communications community. It's the nation's oldest press club, with the first organized meeting held in 1867, and with the club making its home at 1330 Glenarm Place since 1925. Please visit our website at denverpressclub.org to find out all the great things that are happening throughout the week, month, and year. We're open Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Come by and see us. Alrighty, folks, just want a quick reminder that the official drink of the topic of conversation is Zing Tea. We are highlighting Zing Tea tonight. The green can is our drink of the month. It's a green tea and ginseng with a little bit of honey. If you'd like to try that, it's a free can on me. Just ask Jennifer behind the bar. If you'd like a can of Zing on me, you can take it home. You can drink it now, oh. but at least try it. It's absolutely free. If you add any spirits to it, it is not free. <laughs> uh, that That is not on me. But have a zinc tea on me. We want to thank the LeBron Brothers over at New Age Beverage right here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, they're, they're the largest uh, independent uh, distributing company, New Age Beverage, with the LeBron Brothers, Scott and Tom. We want to thank them so much for inventing green tea. and I'm thinking grinning green tea. And grinning, inventing zinc tea and being a part of our program for five years. We want to thank them so much. It's the official drink of the topic of conversation. Grab one. It's green tea with ginseng and honey. Take a can home or have a can here. And don't forget, Zing Tea is on me when you're here on Wednesday nights. So nice. we are here. I am Rob Scoggins. I'm your host of the Topic Conversation right here at the Denver Press Club. And we are having such a great time with the live audience getting involved and so many dear friends here to support our lovely guest, Georgianne Bunny Lowe. <laughs> um, that's, that's sweet. Isn't that nice? That really it's just, is. It's just so Gosh. great. It's the, it's, it, what's it, is it a G thing? What is it? A, a chi thing? Chi? Do you say chi in yoga? I, I, I don't know. I guess. What's the term? certainly say chi. Well, namaste. it's love. Namaste. It's love. It's love. Love. You know, love feels a certain way. And it's just, sometimes it's hard for us to, uh, to feel or be loved because we sort of block it or something. I don't know why, but I feel, I feel it and it's very sweet and I just, you just want to go hug everybody, right? Give it back. Yeah. 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 That's what it's, it's all about. Crowd. It's a hug That's crowd. why it's really nice to sing. Yeah. Because when you stand up as a musician in front of people, you can you can try to be as clear as you a clear channel as much as you can be. And try to give something back to the people who are looking at you. And I know that's the way, like the Grateful Dead, I know Jerry Garcia felt that. Sure. You know, I know a lot of, Yo-Yo Ma feels yeah. that. You know, I mean, you think it doesn't Yanni, matter. You think Yanni feels that? I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know so much about Jerry and the other guys, so I thought maybe if you know about Yanni. <laughs> well, yeah. Yanni's coming into town, that's all. He's oh, be, and you're going, I'm absolutely. sure, Rob. <laughs> I'm going. I am. <laughs> I love him. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. fine. Each to his own. Yeah. 
know, we won't go any further. It's with fun that. music. It's like you know, <laughs> Mannheim steamrollers, same type of thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he's Yanni. No, oh, yeah. But back to back to singing. You you have a lovely you have a lovely voice. Oh, I went on your Ubi tube, and um, and it's fun. You're fun. You 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 are so into it. You're 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 a vessel of of it. And <laughs> can you um, what's a song you'd love to sing? Just just in the shower or in the car? What is a song you sing? Well, yes, j'ai caché mieux que partout ailleurs au jardin de mon cœur une petite fleur cette fleur plus jolie qu'un bouquet et le garde en secret tous mes rêves d'enfant, l'amour de mes parents. Mm. Ha. Anyway, like that. And it's. I, I, well, you what, know. Can, now, can you, <laughs> before, before you go into that, can you tell us what you said? Yeah, it's just um, it's a little, little flower. Um, it's the little flower that. Um, I hide within myself this little flower that I can always go back to when things get difficult for me. Mm. When the world turns against me, it's okay, more or less, because I have this place inside me that's all hooked up with all the love that I've ever gotten in my life. And it's all there. I love so, that. Yeah. Do you just sing French or do you know French? I know. Uh, je parle un peu. Assez bien français, je parle. All I can, all I can say is oui, 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 oui. Oui, 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 mais oui. Cup of coffee. Ouh là là, ouh là là. Ouh là là, la 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 la. Cup of joe, cup of café. I want to go to café. Um, what are some of your favorite French words while you were there? You were there. You were there. What does that mean? Garbage. What? Garbage. Garbage. Say it again. Garbage. Say it again. Poubelle. Boy, everything sounds better. Isn't that gorgeous? I know. Can you please take out the poubelle? Did I say it right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's a lovely word. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know you, garbage could be such a lovely I word. I know it's beautiful. How long were you there? And and what's well, what's first of all? Let's let's start with obviously. Did you? you we'll, we'll talk about the book, Dancing Alone. But but you, what got you to France? Was it the singing? Was it the adventure? No, you know, I went to France when I was twelve okay. with my family because my grand my grandfather was in was a surgeon in the first world war and he was in a medical hospital in france so he took my mother when she was 6 years old and the family went and then when i was 12 my family went to france to all over you know several co- countries in europe and i was particularly taken with france because it was so beautiful and uh, it just was like from Golden, Colorado. I'd yeah. never quite seen anything like the yeah. beauty of the architecture and the gardens and the people and the women and the men and just the language. And it just turned me on completely. My first thing with France, my first, when I first knew knew it existed, was the musical Gigi. Yeah. You know, thank that's heaven lovely. for little girls. Without them, what would little boys do? <laughs> um, what What is the fascination with women in France? What is Paris due to women? Is it, is it a magnet? Is it something that, do they have something there that just attracts women? Because I, I don't, most of my guy friends and myself are like, it's just another place on earth. I think the French men are really appreciative of women. Oh. And I think because of that, it sort of 
you know, when when somebody when people appreciate you. However, there's another side to that, and that they're sort of. I don't know, they sort of try to seduce every woman they see. <laughs> and that gets kind of boring. It's boring. You know, it really does. Because in France, if you, if you smile at a man... That's funny. Andrew, Andrew would know all about this. If you smile at a man, um, he suddenly thinks that, oh, she's, she wants me. She's available. And oh. we're, what I love about America... That's not true. Well, not necessarily. I mean, in America, we're used to smiling at each other. You smiled at me like seven times tonight. I have? I think so. Well, Well, you've counted them? You never know. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, If I was French, I'd be all over you. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh la la. Yeah. No. Is that that really true? I mean, when you... American men are less sensitive than French men? No, I don't mean to say that. Okay. I I think... um, I think it's more comfortable in some ways to be around American men, but okay. I also, I love being appreciated by the French men as okay. well. And and in France, they just have a culture of appreciating beauty, all kinds of beauty, and good food, you know, good wine. Um, it, we can we can learn we learn from each other, the French and the Americans. Uh-huh. I think. When now, as an adult, you went there as a twelve-year-old, yeah, middle school. And we're just awed by it because everything was big and beautiful. And then when did you go back as an adult? Well, I didn't go back until after my dad had died. And so that was in about um, the, I believe that, oh, well, I took my family there. I sold, I had some stock in AT&T and I just sold it. Took my whole family, my kids. Because, you know, kids go through a rough time when they're teenagers sometimes. And I wanted to, to take them to to France to see sort of a whole different way of uh, being. Because your parents did that for you. Exactly. Okay. And it, cha- I, I it would did take, change. I would take my son to Barcelona, Spain. Yeah. You would go to Paris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's what go. we did. And, nice. and so, uh, and then um, I think a year or so after that, my dad died and I inherited some money and then I went over and bought a house over there. And how long ago was that? Can you- well, it was about 15 years ago. Now, is a house over there a villa? Is it a park? No, no, no. Mine was a tiny little, um, a tiny little um, uh, farmhouse, a very mm-hmm. a peasant farmhouse, but it was so gorgeous. It, it looked like a house in a storybook, mm-hmm. and it just was made of stone and um, you know tiles on the roof and beautiful um, you know gardens around that actually I. Worked really hard in the garden, gardens, and created a lot of gardens there. But um, inside the house, it just had this spirit to it, you know, because it was so ancient. So I felt that I got a lot of um, love just from being in my house by myself. There's a picture. <laughs> there's a picture of it in your book, isn't it? Uh, didn't you do a drawing? That's that it. Well, that's, uh, that's near, near it. That's, that's near. It. Okay, near. I thought yeah. that was it. Okay, yeah, that's not it. Yeah, um, there is a drawing. How long were you there? Well, I usually would be there um, three months at a time. Okay. And uh, I'd go sometimes a couple times a year. Um, and you sang at different cafes, different yeah. places? Yeah. Where was the one you'd sing at the most? Uh, well, there was a place called Bel Reve. And they had us back. Um, actually, that fellow over there was my piano player. Okay. The one who's... Uh, yeah, hanging out. He he was he was yeah. 
That's Andrew, and he was over he's there. He's getting phone numbers. It's okay. I know he he's is. He's French. He's That's, hurting. Huh? Well, he, he he's a, yeah, not exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he kind of acts that way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he was your piano player. And that's yeah, where, and so you met, and, then, and and then I met some um, French players, and uh, we just played in uh, you know chateaus, and we played in uh, little. Uh, uh, bistros and cabarets and um, little, um, you know fets. Uh, were these paid gigs or is this yeah, something you no, just love to paid, do? They were paid gigs. They paid better over there than they do here. Really? Mm-hmm. Paid yeah. really well over there. Because they, they use they use the, the euro. I mean the euro is worth more. Well right? yeah but they also pay more. I mean because they, they pay singers more. I Yeah I think they just appreciate artists more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did, um, now I always ask every author it's a lovely book. Thank lovely you. Lovely book. Thank you. But I always ask the author every time they come on the show, any author that comes on the show, why the why the title, Dancing Alone, how the title, and why the title? Um, because that's what I do. Okay. I dance when I feel like dancing, whether it's at a funeral or... You've um, danced at a funeral? I have done okay. that, yeah, much to the chagrin of my children. Yeah. <laughs> it was an open school funeral, in fact. Oh, at Dana's. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. We dance. Well, you know, if you because, feel the person who's deceased would want that, well, not? she would. Well, then, go well, for she it, would right? because yeah. she'd be dancing right with me. Sure. So yes, of course, you just dance when you feel like dancing, and you don't let anything stop you. And that's what I learned when you asked me earlier about did I dance as a little kid, and I, mm-hmm. I said I, I became embarrassed. It was like shameful that I danced. Mm-hmm. Well, your sister didn't like it. <laughs> no, she didn't like it. You were good at it, and she wasn't. Well, I don't know if that was it. It's just yeah. I was odd. Okay. I was strange. And do you think you're still odd and strange? Yeah, and I yeah. love it. I'm yeah. so glad. Thank yeah. heavens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dancing. Do you like dancing with people? Uh, well, that's okay. Dancing with people is not so not so great. <laughs> I kind of prefer to dance by myself. To dance alone. Uh, however, you know, I have had some very nice dances with men okay you know kind of close kind of yeah i like that yeah Yeah. that's fun too right a little little, i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna ask you you some yes or no questions now oh okay you just have to say yes or no okay have you danced at a funeral yes have you danced naked yes have you danced with other people naked have I danced with other people naked? That that takes time to answer. Did we do that? No. Did any anybody? Hear? Yeah, I think I think probably I have. All right, she yeah. was she was she was high. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever danced in, on hallucinogenics? Oh yeah. Marijuana. Sure. Alcohol. Yeah. In a car. Mm, yeah. In the shower. No, not so much. No. No, I don't dance no. in the shower that in, much. In the pool. Oh, yeah, I guess. At the beach. Yeah. In France, where did you like to dance alone? In my yard. Really? Yeah, in my garden. Did your neighbors just look over? And in my house. I like to dance. Were you the crazy American lady? Yes, I was. No question? I was their American. Oh. They called me their American. Oh, you mean our American. Did they call you Bunny? Yeah, Bunny. Bunny? Mm Mm-hmm. How did you get that, Bunny? Well, my grandmother named me that when I, I was a baby. Because I looked like a little bunny. Oh. <laughs> can you do the nose thing? Can you do it? No, but you can. You can't. You they can should. It? It's like Samantha and Bewitched. Oh. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did your neighbors approach you? I mean, when you were dancing alone? What did, 
What did they say? Do you want a dance party? Well, they, you want to dance no, with they us? just walk by and just do a double take. And, uh, Last and, yes or no question. Have you ever danced to music in your head? Yeah. What do you dance to? I don't know. It doesn't even what's have the, to be music. It's just the, movement. Okay. It's, it's like just movement and it just, you know, it's just movement. And it's um, comes from our souls. I think everybody's a dancer, really. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Unless you're blocked. I, well, that's just my opinion. I think everybody should opinion. dance. Do you want to, everybody can get, I think we should all get up and dance. No, we'll do it after. That's coming to the end. That's the end. <laughs> That's the, end, that's, that's the end of the show. Uh, we'll do it. We'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. But yeah, I want everybody to move, move with, move, move with low, move with <laughs> George and low. The um, the captions in here, the the artists, the drawings. Is that all you? Yeah. This is a, every single drawing in here. Sure. Yep. yep. So the yep, illustration yep, yep. is done by you. Yeah, of course. Did you? Now some of the illustrations don't really go with what's going on. No, um, but maybe they so do. I, they sometimes no. They may, that's what I'm, that's what I was going to ask you. Sometimes they do. I mean, sometimes I'm I, I I read it and I'm like that doesn't go with it. Uh, it's definitely not a pop up book. Um, it is, but sometimes it doesn't. And are you trying to just make us think while while we're reading it? I mean, well, I, I think for me, Rob, it does yeah. go together yeah. in some way or other. Yeah. And so that's my. And that's book, all that matters. So yeah, that's all that matters. Do it any way I want. <laughs> now you're you're you're. Um, that's what I like. You're published, and you're in a few book few bookstores here locally. Yeah. What, which ones yeah. are those? I'm in the tattered cover. Yeah. Which I'm very happy about. Yeah. 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 All three stores, and I'm in the Boulder Bookstore. Yeah. And oh, and then I'm down in Albuquerque, at um, uh, Bookworks, and I'm at Collected Works. Uh, in Santa Fe, and it's on sale there, and it's on sale here at the Press Club for yeah. twenty dollars. Right? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. 20 so bucks. if you want to buy it tonight, and you'll sign it for them and everything. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the thing I love, the thing I, the thing I love about it, the thing I love about it is that in in the in in a is it the tattered cover? They put you in a different section. Now, what section? Oh, now what yeah. section? Yeah, what section would you put this book in if you were the owner of a bookstore? Well, where would you put it? Where would where would I where put would it? I wouldn't. Lowe put I really wouldn't know where to put it. Okay. I mean, it's a memoir, but it I is. I don't think it's really quite like other memoirs. Not at all. So it's an art book, but I wouldn't put it with the art books. So here's what the tattered cover did. The tattered cover read it and said it goes in spiritual growth. Yeah. And I say, right on. That's what it's all about. It's unbelievable <laughs> that the people who read the books at Tattered Cover, the person who you know categorizes yeah. them, reads them, and then puts them in a in a category they feel it works, yeah. and it belongs there. I yeah. think that's the category it belongs. Oh, in. thanks, Rob. Not a memoir. I mean, not a yeah. you know, a, you know, not a, a you know, right you call it, memoir. Yeah, right. Um, when you were, did you write the whole thing while you were in Paris? Or did you write it back no, when you got no. back to the states? I wrote. I wrote it over a good many years. Okay. I wrote it when I went through my divorce years ago. I wrote it from you know, I've I've collect, just kind of held on to my writing for many years. I've I just like to write. What, what like parts, some other people I know. What what parts of the book are you most proud of? I mean, what are what are what are you you want people to get out of this book when they read I, it? Well, besides getting to know you in in an intimate way, I love the cover for one thing. Yeah, Uh, and I love that somehow or other it did capture something deeper about my life than just what happened to me or what I did, and that's what I feel life is about. It's kind of a deeper channel that we're all living through. And why why the why the color red? I I just really like it. 
You love I like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fire red. It's a lot. I like a lot of different colors, but for that book, it had I liked red. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are some of the parts of the book that you're that you're that you want to? Is there any part of the book you'd like to share with us? Well, just any part, not I the whole know. thing, just anything. I'm not going to read the part about Izzy. No, don't do that. No. Because <laughs> Izzy fat, Izzy white. No, I don't. <laughs> no. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, I'm going to read. Can I read the part about my kids? Sure. Whatever you want. Um, um, I say, okay, and I think about other relationships in my life where we could not find the courage to communicate. The ego wouldn't let us. It stands as a thick-walled edifice, a construct of who we like to think we are, safely stuck in denial and the need to be right. We are afraid to visit those places where deeper awareness abides. So then what are we left with in a relationship but pretense and keeping up appearances? Um, I just read that, but... I'd like to say one other thing. Sure. My daughter provides me the inspiration to live my truth and be real. She is extremely sensitive and aware, yet when necessary, she is as fierce as a warrior. Yes, yeah, she, she embodies such compassion for all of us, and she mature as she matures, she has begun to offer that compassion to herself as well. I simply sit back and watch this flower, this beautiful rose, unfold. Yeah. <laughs> and those are just two paragraphs yeah. and two parts <laughs> of the book that she wrote, George, George Ann Lowe, uh, Dancing Alone, that's in bookstores right now. Now, you wrote this in parts. You didn't, these, you know, these are not chapters. You wrote these in, right. in parts. And, um, you know, that's unique in itself. Yeah, it's just kind of like a stream of consciousness, you might say. Now, should I be on a? Should I be on something reading this? Should I? Do you want people to? Oh, I mean, should I? I mean, it's pretty deep. No, you have I to mean, take some deep breaths. Yeah. Okay. So if I, if I <laughs> <laughs> do some yoga and then read the book, uh, I didn't know if there was like a something that went along with it, like a, a bottle of scotch or, no. or something. That you no. Just, no. just read it. Probably better without it. Without it. I, it's a wonderful read without it. I mean, it's a wonderful Thanks, read without, Rob. Without, without, without being on This anything. has been fun, my dear. I'm glad. And I'm glad I'm glad you were here. And, I'm, and I hope you have enjoyed your time with I us. I have. Because, because we have enjoyed the time with you. You're lovely. And well, I think you're, as my friend said, you're a wonderful interviewer. You ask really interesting questions. And it's been fun. Well, good. So thank you. When 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 will you go back to France? Are you going to take? I am going back to France and to Ireland this summer. Okay. Are, are you take, are you take are you taking the book with you? Because um, people in France yeah. would probably enjoy reading. I'll take some copies yeah. and give them to some people over there. No, yeah, I think some bookstores over there would be really thrilled to have it. But not to my neighbor who threw his underwear through my window. No, is I, that I when you were dancing alone? Well, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> really? Yeah. It wow. was really strange. Well, anyway. So I will be, yes. So good. Where can people find you? Where are they? Can they? Are oh. you, where can they? Where are you going to be next? Where, where are you performing? Oh. I mean, you do so much stuff. Where are you, first of all, where are you performing next? Within um, the next La Cour. La Cour is, uh, is, uh, 16, is at 1600 block of South Broadway. Okay. 
Yeah. This Friday night. Okay. And you're there yeah. you're there you're there a lot, right? I mean is this a I'm there about once a month or once so. Once a month, okay. And I, I'm also gonna be at Brick, a okay. place on Colfax, uh in later on in um April. Um and and I have a website that's um www.georgeannelow and there's only one E in George Ann Lowe. Wonder which one that is. Dot mm-hmm. <laughs> com. As well, anyway. <laughs> and are you on Facebook and Twitter and all? Oh that yeah, stuff I'm too? on Facebook. Yeah, you, you can Facebook? friend me on Facebook. On Facebook, people mm-hmm. can friend you on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, can they can they buy an album? Can they find an album? Sure, or sure. Download that, download Nine Nine Sinners or. Well, um, actually, um, through. Um, um, uh, CD Baby and iTunes, I think still, and um, I don't know. There are different places, and then they can buy they can buy a book on Amazon. But I don't. I only get a couple of bucks from that. But they can they can find it on Amazon too. Yeah. Okay. All right. And and locally they can find a tattered cover, Boulder Bookstore, Boulder Bookstore, and from it. me, and from me, and from you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And are you doing any book signings anytime soon? I am. I'm going to be at the Women's Press Club. Um, the end of. March on the 22nd. Okay. And that'll be fun. And um, yeah, and I just keep, um, uh, what? And tonight tonight, they can buy, oh yeah, Yeah, we've got just a few copies left. (laughs) Are you ready for Rob's Fast Five questions? If they're really fast. They're really fast. Okay. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Yes. Okay. Where's, Where's the funnest place for you to dance alone? In my brain what <laughs> no i meant like okay I, I know but moving your body where where on earth right where here you, right, right here? now right, right here. here right here right now yeah just anytime yeah anytime wow. anytime yeah were you ever french kissed by a french man yeah yes well uh, come on yeah. you were there for a while i was french kissed by a man in france but not <laughs> he wasn't french well it's a long long yeah, story okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be another show. Yeah. yeah. My next book. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite French dessert? Oh, Eau Flottant. What does that mean? Oh, well, it's Why kind of meringue floating things in a kind of a pool of custardy stuff. That sounds like you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. It's, trying, oh, yeah, yeah. it's good. It sounds like me. Yeah. That sounds like me. Flo- I sound like a meringue thing floating, floating. in a... Uh, <laughs> Floating okay. around. Fine. You never know. That's you know. good. If you, yeah, that's right. If you could live if you could live anywhere besides Paris and here in Denver, Colorado, where would you live? New Mexico. Why? Because I love it there. What makes you smile? I don't know. Come on. <laughs> I don't know what makes me smile. Really? No. What makes you sad? Oh gosh. Hurt. People hurting, people hurting people hurting people okay and oh that makes me sad can you end the show with a nice little song for us uh just something you like i hate to see that evening sun go down i hate to see that evening sun go down because my baby he left this town. Love it. <laughs> okay. Hey, you, is, you guys are really lovely. Sit through all of this. She is. She is. She is. A, she was. She is a poet. 
She is a poet. She is a singer. She is a dancer. She is a musician. She is a mother. And she is a writer. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank her so much for being on the show. Georgina Lowe and Dancing Alone. Thank you very much. Of course, I couldn't do the show without my incredible crew and staff. They are outstanding. They keep the show going. They keep me up and going. They keep themselves up and going. And we just do it week in and week out every Wednesday night here at the Press Club. I want to thank Will, my director, producer, and great chief editor. He just does an outstanding job. I hope you like what you listen to. My IT director, he does a lot of editing as well with Will, Matt, and of course, Chantel, who does a lot of our uh, marketing work for us. Mancho from Cameroon, who does all our AV stuff for YouTube. And of course, our wonderful executive producer, Mariah Weiss, who keeps us all tame and, and together as a unit. And uh, we cannot do this without the Denver Press Club either. The Denver Press Club hosts us every week. I'm a proud member and uh, very happy that we are here every Wednesday. And I want to thank the staff. Carmen, the general manager. Bruce Goldberg, the president of the club. And of course, the staff here, Mark and Will. Uh, the best bartenders and cooks around. So if you are in the Denver metro area, come by and see us on Wednesdays. We'd love to see you. Listen, talk, love, and wake up with a purpose every day to do something good. And you just might be right down here with us in downtown Denver at the Denver Press Club as our topic of conversation. Thank you and good night.